0: Log Talk Radio. Well, good morning and welcome to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. This is your host, Felicia DeRozier, and my co-host, Cross. Cross. And today we have a special guest. Um, Let's just say hello to Priscilla Piper
1: real quick. Hi, Priscilla. Hey, Felicia and Cross. How's it going?
0: (laughs) It's going good. It's going good. So, obviously, uh, I'm just recovering from a cold. My voice is a little scratchy. A lot has happened in the last week or so. Um, We're really excited to share with you guys about it. But um, as per our norm, we're going to go ahead and cut to commercial break before we get started. That way I don't forget them. Right? And then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about uh, our Bible study and what we did this week. Sound good? And then we'll hear from an amazing testimony from Priscilla. So we'll be right back, guys.
2: Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org.
3: Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism.
2: Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's
1: because they it just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly
4: good
2: food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff.
3: We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks and we deliver it to people's doors.
4: beauty standards for an apple.
3: This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At
2: a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I
3: spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you... High
2: quality produce. There's
3: nothing wrong
1: with the produce and they taste exactly the same, if not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year.
3: And it's delivered to your door like but what you why wouldn't you do why wouldn't you do?
2: Please go to our website freedomizerradio.live and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Do you buy from Amazon? If you do, do you use Amazon Smile? Amazon Smile is a program Jeff Bezos set up to donate to 501c3 nonprofits. If you go to smile.amazon.com and designate Barefoot As Legal as your nonprofit, Jeff Bezos donates .5% of your purchase price to our charity. We need your support to fund our operations and promote the Barefoot Lifestyle. It does not cost you anything. Please consider helping us out. Go to smile.amazon.com and add Barefoot is Legal as your favorite nonprofit and help us fight for freedom. Thank you.
0: Alright guys, well welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. I'm so excited for you to join us today. I apologize for my raspy sounding throat. I don't know, like some singers have this kind of a voice and it's like awesome, but I can't sing when I'm like this. So uh, today we're going to uh, be talking about the last part of Romans chapter 12. Can you believe it? we finally made it to the end of the chapter? I can't. Can't believe it. So. And it, since you've been doing this for almost a year now. Yeah, this is 12 chapters down. And do you know how many chapters there are in Romans? 16. 16. So we've got four more chapters to cover before we're all done with the book of Romans.
5: So. And then after Romans, we're probably going to do the Bible study on John, right? I would like
0: to do the Gospel of John next. So um, that's what we're going to head to.
5: Um, so would you like to pray for us before we get into Bible study? I kind of feel by the look on your face. I don't really have a choice. So I mean,
0: I, I you, you totally can say no and I can pray like I'm capable, but... Uh, you do it so well. Would you like to or no? Uh, sure. Okay, go ahead then.
5: Oh, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you for us. Thank you that we were able to do the show. Thank you for our amazing guests. And thank you uh, for the teaching that uh, we're going to put on people's hearts today. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, like, Amen. we're
0: both a little under the weather, right? Yeah? A little bit? Can you, can you tell us why? What happened?
5: So Where were we? We were in California. Um and I thought I was allergic to the smoke and then I came back to Las Vegas. Apparently my scientist couldn't take it 'cause I just got cold blown like I just got a cold.
0: And and you were really good, like sharing is caring, right? So you decided to share with mom, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so what we were, you know,
5: you got it worse than me. I, I did don't. get
0: it worse than you did. So like my voice is finally coming back. My prayer warriors and I, we were all praying that my voice would come back. I do have enough voice to do the show, but it is not my typical prayer warriors, you understand. Sure, and, and I had a few friends who were praying for me as well. So, um really glad to be here and what we were we doing in California, buddy? Church. We were doing church in California. Can you be more specific? Church camp? It was youth camp,
5: right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was my first time going to youth camp. It was super fun. We went down to hey, camp. Hey, me too. <laughs> no,
5: you've
0: been, well, you've been to kids camp, right? Yeah, so it was like a well, youth camp, not camp
5: to
0: Yeah, so you've been to camp see the crafts with the kids. Yeah. How is it different doing kids camp than youth camp? I don't
5: know.
0: The kids are older.
5: <laughs> is that about it? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Did you
0: have a good time? Yeah. Awesome. Me and too. I had a good time
5: playing Ga-Ga Ball, even though I got really lost so maybe I'm not very good at
0: Gaga Ball. Right. I, I had a good time too, and it was worth uh, dislocating my knee and getting a cold, because that's that's where we're
5: at today. <laughs> and it was worth the time. Oh, no. I got playing Gaga Ball. Oh
0: yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, I mean, Gaga Ball is apparently it's God's game, right? Okay.
5: <laughs> that.
0: All yeah. right. So let's read. Let's let's read our scripture for today. It's uh, Romans 12 verses 9 through 21. That's a big hunk of scripture, but you'll see it's all very closely knit and related. And there really wasn't a way for me to break it up smaller. So, um, let's start. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is real. Hold fast what's good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful. Slothful
2: in, slothful. That's
0: a hard word to say, slothful in zeal. <laughs> be fervent in the spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Possible so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will repay it, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so you will keep burning coals on its head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
5: <clears throat> okay, that's
0: that's a lot of instructions, right? And it's all basically talking about the same thing. Um so have you ever heard, and and I'm just gonna throw this out as a broad question, if you guys have any answers to this, great. If not, that's okay. Have you ever heard someone share about their conversion to Christianity? And we're about to
5: hear the answer. I feel like we're about to hear the answer. So if you don't know the answer, that's okay. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, maybe you'll have the answer. Um, Have you ever heard someone's conversion story to Christianity and how it just completely changed their lives? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mm
1: one
0: hundred percent. Right. 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 Like everybody says this, right? Um, And so sometimes. I just wonder what a life radically changed by Jesus is supposed to look like, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we all will say, Oh man, Jesus just came in and changed my life. And what is that supposed to look like? Is there a standard here? Is there like some way that Jesus we're all standard. supposed to be changed? Right. <laughs> and we kind of know <laughs> from experience that it, that it is right. Like, like we kind of all know that this happens, but, um, I I guess I never realized that the Bible really kind of explains what it should look like. Okay. And it does kind of naturally happen this way, but let's see what Paul says. Um, So the big question I hear from people when they're first saved is um, if we're, if I'm already saved, why do I have to change anything? Right. Like kind of treating salvation as that get out of hell free card.
5: So I am, actually giving my testimony tonight at youtube yeah and i think i might have heard this wrong but i think they'll have
0: barbecue there yes they do have barbecue there oh i'm planning on being there there's food <laughs> ah,
5: I'm,
0: oh i oh,
5: so awesome oh, i'm coming <laughs> okay, so, you know hearing my son's testimony but also you know the food but, right 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 and i never really understood what like i'm already saved but like I got changed completely. Well, until you're I so got, young. No, until I got to camp. Okay, okay. Because, like, it's, like, hours. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> crossing things it's early in the morning today.
5: <laughs> it is.
1: You woke me up at, like,
0: Wow. 30. Wow, you're such a homeschooler.
5: I woke you up at
1: 8. <laughs> um. And it's like, okay, Cross. I'm not a morning person either. We're We're, we're good, we're right. same thing hey,
5: like, here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like me neither,
0: but I just laugh when he's like complaining and it's 9 a.m. I'm like, bro, there are
5: children all over the
0: valley that have been <laughs> to school
5: hours already, buddy. Like before I came to camp, it was like I knew all this stuff. Like I knew about Jesus. I knew about God. Like I knew Hebrew-ish kind of. Oh, okay, um, okay. But, like, I didn't really, like, know them, you know? Like, I didn't, I knew about them, but I didn't know them. And when I came to camp, I prayed over some people, and it was really awesome, and I read about my knowledge of Christ.
0: So it's a really big difference, you're saying, between having head knowledge of Christ and heart knowledge of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the difference between, like, reading someone's biography and becoming their friend.
5: Right. Right. There you go. And like reading someone's biography, you're like, oh, I feel like I know this person really well because they just told me about their life. But like actually meeting them and being their friend, that's a whole different thing.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, um, so I think that I think that a lot of people, when they're in that head knowledge but not quite heart knowledge yet, they feel like they don't want to give up um, things that they like or change in any way. That seems hard. For someone that they know in their head, but not in their heart yet.
1: That kind of makes hmm. sense, right? Um,
0: it's
4: kind of like they if you, kind of have you this could ad- read
1: a book about – I think of it like if you could read a book about how to swim, how to do a breaststroke, but you need to get in the water to actually, <laughs> actually put it right, in the right, right, it, right.
0: right? My my kids keep telling me that I'm afraid to swim.
5: No, you put us on swim team until we can rescue an entire human out of the water, and you can't do that.
0: Well, that's because you might have to rescue me.
5: Well, you never get <laughs> in the water, so I think that's a very low possibility. Uh, so the the point is, let's let's
0: let's pull let's pull back here. I think that the swimming was a really good point there. It's it, it's about if you're not really in relationship with God, it. You know, we hear people say, well, that'll change. And people are like, I don't want to (laughs) change until Mm -hmm. they get involved in this relationship with Jesus and they're like, oh, I'm happy to change, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So so the thought is from people, they go, well, I thought you said that salvation was this completed work by Christ on the cross, and I don't add anything to that except my willingness to go along with it, right? Then they're like, so Mm -hmm. why am I changing, right? Um, and, uh, I think that believing in Jesus means more than just saying a prayer that I acknowledge his existence. Okay. That's setting the bar a little too low in my opinion. Now the Bible does say whoever, um, whoever speaks the name of the Lord and, and believes in him will be saved. Okay. But I think that the word believe means something different to us than it did in biblical times. Okay. And I think I have biblical proof for this. Okay. Um, when Jesus
5: encountered demons, did he have to convince them of who he was? No, they said, uh, take pity on us uh, You are for you, the Son of God, or something like that. Right. So they already knew who he was. Right. Even demons, like, know who Jesus is. On top of that, they acknowledge his lordship. Right. His authority as yes. the Son of Man.
0: Right, right, right. So it's not – so what we think of, when we think of believing, we're like, we think of it as acknowledging something is true. That's not really what this word means.
5: Right. You right. Then just acknowledge it's true. You believe in your heart. it's true. If
0: you believe that God is God, then it, it really should change your
5: behavior. Like, if you know God, <laughs> like, if you know about God, like, okay, but if you believe that God is God. Right. Then that's a whole different thing. Well,
0: I think the difference is, like, let's pretend like you're getting pulled over. Right. Okay? By a cop. And you mm-hmm. believe that the cop... You believe that the cop exists, but you don't believe in his authority to do anything to you. okay. (laughs) Aren't you going to treat him a little bit differently if you believe in the authority of the law?
5: If you believe he has the
0: power to throw you in jail, you're going to treat him a little different, right? Yeah,
5: you're just going to treat him like a human if you don't believe that he's a cop.
0: Right, maybe you'll be cranky when, when he comes to your window and go, why are you bothering me today if you don't believe in his
5: in authority. the authority
0: of the badge, right? And his ability
5: and if to you just drive off he can arrest you for resisting arrest. Exactly. Exactly, exactly.
0: So, I think that that's really what we're talking about is that kind of belief where I'm going to change my actions based on my beliefs. Think about if I said I believe in gravity, okay, but I don't believe that it has any authority over me. Um <laughs> <laughs> that could be problematic, right? That is very problematic. Yeah, keep that dreaming,
5: thing.
0: right? Right, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. At the at the end of the day, I'm going to have to learn that I must submit to gravity, understanding that not only is it there, but it has an impact on my life. And that's the way belief in God needs to be acknowledged: is that not only is God there <clears throat> and real. And Jesus is Lord. But because of all these things, my life should and will look radically different. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what Jesus says about once we start to love God and love Jesus. Okay? If you look in John uh, chapter 14, verse 15, it says, uh, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay. Which is interesting, because I think that we think of, well, Jesus is love, and so if we love him, we'll love him back. But that's not what he says. (laughs) What he says is if we love him, we're supposed to keep his commandments, right? So we're not just acknowledging that Jesus is real, that he died on a cross, and that he rose again. We acknowledge who he is. He's God, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we're repenting of our sinful, rebellious ways and submitting to him as Lord. And if we're repenting of those sinful and rebellious ways and submitting to him as Lord, that means okay, sure. we got to change,
5: right? And something my like Sunday school teacher always said, I think we had her as a guest, Sally Yeah. Yeah, we had her as a guest on here. Uh, she really is the best, honestly. She's pretty awesome. And she always gave this example of like trying to help kids grasp the idea of the Trinity. And she would say, uh, the trinity is like an egg. There's three parts. The egg, or the shell, the yolk, and the mom
0: Shell, so the egg yolk, I don't know. The white part. The, the egg The
5: white. white part, yeah. The, <laughs> the part. white part. Wait, the no, white. That's actually what it's called, the white. Oh, it's called the white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it has
0: a scientific name. I have no idea what it is.
5: <laughs> I, I, we'll just call it the white. Okay. She says it's three separate parts but it's one egg okay uh, so i'm going to
0: say this is that I'm, I'm not entirely sure um that that's an accurate picture but it's a good picture for a child yes yeah. okay so the, the bible the picture that the bible actually paints is marriage um where you have a husband and a wife and god in a covenant relationship with one another moving as one entity, unified in purpose um, and unified in, you know, for, for all its extents and purposes, uh, both husband and wife submitted to the Lord, but moving purposefully to the same goal as one unit, um, but, but truly wholly separate. Um, but it is that interesting balance of sameness but unity, that we're looking for when we understand God, right? Um, And it's a little hard to wrap our minds around, but that's okay because he's God and he's not mortal like us. And so it's going to be a little hard to wrap our minds around, right? But that's actually the example that the Bible gives is marriage. Um, Of course, nowadays we don't treat marriage covenants quite the same way that they used to back in the day, right? Right. So um, I think that that loses a little bit of its impact that way, but, uh, think of it as like the people who've been married for forty-five years, and they and they just are they're They are a them, and not just a me and a you married, right? They they are one entity with the Lord in covenant. Um, that's so, like the
5: ideal marriage.
0: It is indeed, and I, I hope I reach that someday.
5: <laughs> so,
0: um, I think a lot of people at this point are really tempted to say, "Well, Paul." doesn't really understand what I'm facing. What I'm facing, um, the things I would have to give up, it's just too hard, right? Um, It's too much of my identity. It's too much of who I am. And uh, he just didn't understand. So he didn't. But the people that Paul is writing to in this letter are, like, literally being beaten, imprisoned, and killed for their faith. And some are in very dire circumstances, okay? When he's talking about love your enemy, um, let's let's say that we're in this scenario. Your enemy may be somebody who just executed your father in front of you, and you're supposed to respond in love. Like, this is tough. This is tough stuff. Like, they're getting run out of – this is the church in Rome. They're getting run out of Rome by the Roman Empire.
5: You must really hate your father to respond to that in love.
0: Well, no, 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 no. See, that's the thing is that, is that God's saying you're not supposed to respond to people within the circumstances of their sin because he doesn't do that. You're
1: supposed to hate the sin, on the, the sinner. The
0: face, like, right, right, right. So
5: processing.
0: I was about to say, so here's the thing is that we're supposed to look at every single person on the planet as image bearers of Christ.
5: Right.
0: Okay. Everybody's sinned, and sometimes their sin has actually contributed to personal pain for us. Right. Sometimes their sin has affected us, either because they've sinned against us or someone we love, right? Right. So we're not supposed to respond to them as who they are in sin. We're We're supposed to respond to them as who they are in God's eyes. And huh? each person is precious in God's eyes. Okay? Yeah, so, so it's a, it's kind of a rough verse when you think about it. Um, and certainly I think it would have been hard to swallow on the part of the church in Rome who, like, people were literally getting thrown to lions or dipped in wax and lit in Nero's garden as candles. Like, this is rough, rough stuff. Um, also, Peter was
5: crucified upside down. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, you was. Yes, you are. Um, so this section of scripture, and we're just going to, usually I have us bouncing all around scripture, um, but we're mostly going to be in this section of scripture. Um, so this section of scripture begins in verse 9 saying that love must be sincere. The word for love here is agape. Now, there's lots of words in the Greek language for love, but do you remember which one agape was? Um. like no that's phileo um so uh agape is that perfect love that god gives to his people so he's not talking about love powered by our circumstances our understanding our own hearts he's talking about loving through the holy spirit okay does that make sense giving godly love right um so uh, the word for love here is agape, and it's that perfect, long-suffering, su- long covenant love that God shows to us. We're supposed to love like God shows us. And the word that's translated as sincere is anupokritos. Anupokritos. I what else? Anu, <laughs> <Excuse> you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a hard word. I actually, sometimes I put in the pronunciation key, and this was one of those times. It's a hard one. Okay. Um, But it it really means without hypocrisy, okay? So to love love like Jesus without hypocrisy is what we're talking about. Um, And uh, if we don't change how we love and how we interact with others, the result of knowing God and having the Holy Spirit residing in us, uh, as a result of that, we're lying to ourselves and others. Now, remember, hypocrisy Okay, the Greek understanding of it, do you remember what it was? It's a theater term.
5: Oh, that's right. When uh, they were, like, um, wearing the masks to yeah. show emotions because apparently actors that in that they were super bland and didn't have emotions of their own. It's not because they were super bland. Um, they were super so bland. <laughs> no. Uh so
0: they were in these very large auditoriums, these very large theaters, right? Oh, that's right. And
5: there were a bunch of people, so maybe they couldn't, like, see them from far away. Right. They couldn't
0: be seen from far away. It was hard to hear them. So they had these megaphones and the masks. And the masks were there to, to,
5: their to
0: amplify, to show what emotion was being projected by the actor at the time. So to be hypocritical, was to wear a mask and pretend to be something you're not. In other words, what the verse is saying is, if we don't love like this, we're not we're not really Christians. We're insincere Christians. We're, we're hypocritical. hypocritical. Hypocritical Christians. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> which, which basically means <laughs> we're pretending we may not even really be one at all, right? Yeah. This is actually pretty heavy stuff, right? Let's look um right here at um, john fourteen 15, no uh, matthew eighteen twenty one through thirty five and i'm I'm going to sum up a little bit, but we can read it. Um, this is the parable of the unforgiving servant, okay and um the parable here is about money, but um, Jesus is using it to talk about sin and how if we're forgiven of sin. Um, it's really expected that we forgive other people's sin. Um, and it, it sounds a little bit strange because we can think about, you know, the example I gave was, well, this this guy may have killed your father, right? And that would seem like a very big sin, but when you add in all the sin of an entire lifetime of rebellion against God, even even a very bad sin can, can pale in comparison, Right. Did you want to read that um, section of scripture, Matthew eighteen
5: twenty one 21 through 35? Sure. Then Peter came up to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sinned against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Don't even count, just keep forgiving. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants those who owed him a 100 silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me. I will pay it back, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt.
0: If he's in prison, how can he pay the debt? <laughs> they worked it off in, in debtor's prison. Uh, yeah.
5: When the other ser- servants saw what happened, they were outraged and, went to t- tell them, and went, told their master everything that happened the master called the servant. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just because I had mercy on you? In, his, in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all, all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart.
0: Okay, so, so basically, God's mercy should what? Turn us to mer- mercy, right? Right. Um, practically God's love should really radically change us and how we act towards God, other believers, and even our enemies. Um, In this uh, series of verses, uh, it talks about how it should change how we act towards God. Um, We should hate evil and cling to what's good. That's in verse 9. Love what God loves and turn away from things that he calls good. In verse 11, it says that we should be zealous and we should keep pouring ourselves into loving God and also that we should serve God and keep finding ways to serve God with our time, effort, and finances. In verse 12, it says that we should be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. We're supposed to trust God and bind our hope and joy to him and to keep praying with our eyes fixed on God. That sounds like a pretty radical change, right? It also says how we should change how we treat other believers.
5: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, that's rough, right? It's going to get worse. This one's the easier of the two two upcoming. Uh, Verse 10, it says we should be devoted. We should honor one another. We need to be on the same team as fellow believers. We need to be committed to their success and their growth. In verse 13, it says that we should share with the Lord's people in need. We should be generous with one another. It also says that we should practice hospitality, which means welcoming fellow believers into your life. That's tough in this day and age, isn't it, right? Um, In verse 16, it says we should live in harmony and be humble. We shouldn't be full of pride but love everyone among us regardless of their status. But the hardest one by far, I think, especially when we're talking in context of this church, is to love our enemies. Um, How we're supposed to treat our enemies should look radically different. Um, Verse 14, we're supposed to bless those who persecute us. We repay those who seek to hurt us with blessing. And 17 through 18, do not repay evil with evil, but do what is right in the eyes of everyone and live as peaceably as possible. Peaceably,
5: peaceably as possible. Um, yes, that's hard
0: to say. <laughs> uh, give your best effort to live at peace even with those who hate us. And then uh, verses 19 to 20 Do not take revenge. Now, I always thought this was a very interesting um, turn of phrase in the Bible for years where it talks about um, heaping coals, heaping burning coals on the heads of your enemies. This seems like a really bad thing to do, okay?
5: Yeah, that does not seem pleasant. Okay,
0: but remember the visual of burning coals, um, in was the Bible, was, it was a purification,
5: yeah.
0: right? So this is actually a good thing. As a matter of fact, even if you think about like when Santa used to give people coal in their stocking, it seems like a horrible thing for a naughty child, right?
5: But it's, it's actually a purification of all the bad things
1: we did.
0: Not just that, but it was fuel to keep them warm. It was actually something was going to provide for them. So it actually was a gift. Right? right, maybe not the one they wanted, but still, it was it was a good thing. Right. Okay, so um, keeping burning coals on the heads of your enemies um, was to to put uh, something that would purify them and to get them thinking about the things of God. So imagine if you had an enemy who was treating you poorly, and you respond in kindness and mercy. Well, eventually, first of all, they look like a jerk to everybody else, right? But eventually they have to go, man, there's just something different about that guy. I'm treating him poorly, and he's coming back, and he's treating me with kindness and goodness. Maybe, yeah, maybe I need to find out more. And it really does work. Like, it absolutely works when you're treating your enemies consistently with kindness. It does take time. And uh and long suffering, but if if the Romans could do that when they were being beaten and put to death.
5: Wait, the Romans?
0: The Romans is the letters the Romans that we're reading.
5: Ah. Oh, the Roman Christians.
0: Yeah, if they could do that then I think that I can too.
5: <laughs> right? Um but you meant like the actual like Roman like guards. <laughs> I was like are they like, the ones putting them to death? Yes, yes, they
0: were. But those were also the people that were called to be kind to, and their kindness did, in fact, change the Roman Empire, right? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, the Vatican is still located in, in what was Rome, right? Um, so uh, Romans twelve twenty one says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Real change comes through repentance, prayer, and submission, not through our own strength. So, in fact, our relationship with Jesus will make us look radically different to the world. Isn't that crazy? Yep. That's the end of our study today. Um, ta-da! We are a little over time because I talk too much and a little slower when I'm not feeling great. So, um, But we're going to go ahead and cut to commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to hear an amazing testimony. I've heard it before, but I can't wait to hear it again from Miss Priscilla Pfeiffer. All right? So we'll see you right. in just a couple minutes.
2: I want to tell everyone about the 501c3 nonprofit. Barefoot is Legal. Flip-flops are the most worn shoe. Even in America, almost everyone wears cheap flip-flops during the summer, sometimes even all year long. It's because they don't want to wear shoes, but there is 60 years of social stigma to overcome. Most people think it is illegal to drive a car, go to a store, or eat in public without shoes on. The fact is there are zero laws health department stuff insurance regulations etc about going barefoot. Not only that it is actually safer and more healthy to go barefoot than wear most shoes that we have been wearing for the last half century. Please check out the website barefootislegal.org and check out all of our social media. Going barefoot is safe, healthy and legal. Barefootislegal.org
4: We all know that times are tough and things are really expensive right now, so why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light, and to save some money on your wallet. And I'm all about saving money, so check out Marty.com. Just as ungrounded signals wreak havoc on radio communications, there's growing concern that because we are not grounded, we absorb tremendous amounts of electromagnetic radiation from our modern devices. EMF stands for Electromagnetic Field.
2: We are all immersed in electromagnetic fields, from Wi-Fi, from the wiring in our homes, and it disturbs our electrical balance. We get charged inside of our bodies. We get electrically charged. Some people have as much as 20 volts on their bodies, and that's not good for you. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided.
0: All right, guys, well, welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. If you're just joining us, this is your host, Felicia DeRozier. I'm a little under the weather, so uh, my voice is what it is right now. And then I've got my co-host here, Cross. And then we are joined today by a special guest, Priscilla Pfeiffer. Um, You may have actually seen Priscilla before because um, she's a performer. She's a dancer. um, She does some really amazing specialty acts, some amazing stuff with fire. Uh, she does public speaking. So she's kind of out and about, and she's performed in all sorts of places like South America, Tahiti, Canada, across the Caribbean, Mexico, and across the US. She's been on television. She has, um, she has performed with Will I Am, Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias. Like there's a list. There's a list of people that she's performed with. Um, So she's kind of big time. She's kind of big time. But you know who else is big time in her life is Jesus. God's got her heart. Mm -hmm. And um, she does work in ministry. She she and her husband are deacons at Southern Hills Church in Las Vegas, where she currently serves in the women's ministry. And, like, to me, this is the most important work, right? Okay, we're serving ladies and, and helping prepare their hearts. And her favorite way to serve, in that ministry is the decor team for the ladies' events, which I'm just gonna say I'm like 15 layers of impressed by that because I have literally no <laughs> gifting and no talent concern. Um, <laughs> like God gave me all sorts of gifts with people and zero with making like floral arrangements look cute. Me too. It's really. <laughs> like, it's a severe lack. Like I'm just gonna have to ask him. Like when you're handing out that gift and blessings, did I just not show up that day
3: at all? Like
5: what happened? I guess I'm just like meant to be with people. You go with people, I'm not with like anything else.
0: I know. Well, you know what? And then Caitlin shows us all up on that because seriously, she's extremely shy. But the girl, like everything she touches, ends up a Perfect. little bit more beautiful than it was before. It's amazing. Aww. And. Oh. Yeah, it, so it really—it's a special gift, you know. And you notice that gift when you lack it, right? So um, I think it's cool <laughs> that you have that. Um, now I'll—I'm going to roll back a little bit and let you have the floor. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how Jesus has impacted
1: your life? Um, yeah. So, uh, well, I got saved young. I got saved when I was seven. Um, you know, I, obviously, I understood—I understood what was happening. Um, but, and I, you know, I lived for Christ for probably a few years. I was a child, um, but very early on, I, I went astray. Belling started, um, you know, being really sinful in my life. Um, and that didn't stop until probably my late twenties. So I was on a horrible path and, and God kept trying to give me wake up calls, but I wasn't listening. And finally mm-hmm. enough was enough and I couldn't take any more, you know, I mean, I was, I was living a beautiful life. God was still, <laughs> had blessed me with so much. He had a plan, you know, he, he was going to, it's like the Romans eight twenty eight. 28, he's going to use whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever happens, he's going to use it for good. So even through what I was doing, right. he was like, I'm going to use this later. And he absolutely did. And, um, so living this wild life, finally, um, wake up call. With uh, tons of injuries, um, you know, God basically brought me to my knees, <laughs> quite literally, because I tore both knees at one point in my career. Uh, and as a dancer, that's, wow. that's fatal. You know, it's it's an end of your career. The doctors told me I had several bell and, and uh, you know, top sports teams tell me I would never, ever dance again. And wow. Wow. so this being my identity, and you talked about it earlier the identity that, um you know, we don't want to let go of some of the things in our lives um, when we turn our lives over to Christ. And that was my identity. It was, I'm a performer, I'm a dancer, I'm an entertainer. And that's all I knew. That's all I love. That's, that was the center of my life. I was my hobby and my job. <laughs> so, and right, right. So when God kind of gave me this wake up call and was like, okay, well you, it, it started to make me question, what am I doing? And is this what I'm supposed to do in my life? I'm putting all of my, um, my heart into this. And I started going to church again and by myself. And I, you know, obviously I was dating horrible people and <laughs> cause that goes along with living a sinful life. And, and I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to meet anyone else. Like, um, I, at this point, I wanted to get out of Vegas. I was done with Vegas, and I was like, God, um, uh, you know, only if it's in your will, will you like bring me a man? But I don't want to meet anyone. I don't. I don't want to be with anyone. I just want to move to New York, unless it's your will. And I have this written in my notes app. Notes app existed at the time, by the way. In the iPhone, I- iPhones existed too. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but it, it was in my notes app. And I could actually go back to it. It's pretty cool to see my writing, unless it's God's will. And that gives me chills thinking about because I know what came after. And so I started right. going to church again. I was still performing at the time, but I couldn't do as much. And, um, and I started having this sort of conflict because I'm performing still. And There's nothing wrong with performing. But the way I was performing, mm-hmm. the, the costumes, you know, I, I had a conflict now because I started going to church again, right. like getting closer to God again. I'm like, okay, he's he's putting this nudge, uh, if you want to call it, on my heart. Is that, I guess that's the best way to say it. And this pull that I just didn't, I didn't like what I was wearing on stage. I didn't like um, all the things, the surroundings, the nightclubs and all that, and and, um, and so I started doing i started being very selective of how I would perform, who I would perform for, what I would wear, the music I would use, and mhm and uh and he started um to be where I met my husband, <laughs> and now uh, I was supposed to move to new york i I didn't want to meet anyone, I wasn't trying to look for anyone, but I was on stage and I looked out and I saw my husband. At, well, I didn't know his name at the time, but and I we made eye contact and I got this fluttery feeling. And Felicia, I mean, you know, you've been on you've been on stage You make eye contact with people. Sometimes you're thinking about, yes. you know, your your speech or your um you forgot to buy onions at the store. You know, you're thinking about something totally different, but your audience thinks you're like you know, making eye contact with them, right?
3: For <laughs> sure, this sure. Was sure. Sad, yeah. This
1: was not that. This was not that because I'm used to looking through people or you think I'm looking at you, but I'm really not. I, You know, I'm thinking about what I need to buy at the store later. And so, but him, we made eye contact and it was this connection. And And I went backstage and I said, my husband's here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that,
1: but I said, my husband's here. And, um, he came back a few times to the show and, um, we finally, he finally got my number and we went on a date and whatnot. Um, and I, I actually canceled our first date or I postponed it because I realized it was on a Sunday during church when I started going to church again. Ah. So I said, uh, and I didn't even know if he was Christian or not. I didn't know, you know, but we hadn't gone on our first date yet, so I didn't know anything yet. But I said, um, hey, James, I need to, uh, let's push it a little later or a different day because I need to go to church. And it was, I mean, then that was huge for me at the time because, you know, God was not first in my life for so, so many years. And now I was like, no, enough with this putting guys before God, right?
2: <laughs> right. I'm like,
1: no, God's first and he's a priority. And if he doesn't like, if this guy doesn't like that, then bye, you know. Right. Um, He was like, oh, wow. And lo and behold, he was Christian as well. They had no idea that my husband, uh, the guy at the time, who would soon be my husband, was a Christian. And so we ended up talking about that. And he ended up having a similar story where he got saved young, walked away for a long time, you know, went down a, you know, not a great path. Um, And then we both kind of came, God brought us both together together on similar journeys of our returning which was pretty cool because he started going to church again uh, shortly before he met me and we started going together then which was pretty cool but then felicia we thought about which church to go to i wanted to go to mine he wanted to go to his. <laughs> so right, we went to right. both churches every morning we went and they were clear across town both both places and um eventually we chose one but Um, But it's pretty incredible that God had a different plan for what was going to happen. And through that, when I started returning to church, say that I would be backstage and the dancers would actually say, like, there's something different. Like, you seem like I can't put my finger on it. Um, What have you been doing? I'm like, well, I, I started going to church again. And I would hear things like, oh, my, I might have to join you. Um, oh, wow, and tell me about this. And that opened up the door for inviting them to church and talking to about them about Jesus. And, like, what you were talking about earlier, it's that, sh- it's, like, it's like when you can shine your light, when you can shine, well, it's not your light, it's God's light. But it's like when you can be that example, people are going to be curious. And when you do that forgiveness thing you talked about for your enemies, people are watching. And so when they saw mm-hmm. me respond differently than I had previously, where I just was anger or wrath or uh, um, just, you know, I wasn't as nice. I wasn't as kind um, or gentle with my responses, with um, the way I spoke. And they saw a difference in my. And how and God that was all God that wasn't me, that was God transforming me and but they got right. and through that example they got curious and, and
0: i think I think we lost you um if you can move just a little bit and start uh after they got curious
1: can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, there we are. Perfect. So they got curious, and uh, I have a I have a friend who's a, a fairly new believer, and she said she got um, she gets frustrated sometimes because you know now she's saved and and she wants to tell everybody, and it's a beautiful thing to watch watch, but she gets frustrated that they're not getting saved, and I and I have to remind her like, do you remember how long it took you? You know, I've right. been I, I right. friends with her for 20 years, and, you know, I said, sometimes you're going to be the person who plants the seed by being that example for people. Like, hmm, people talk about Christians in a negative way, but I knew that one Christian, and she acted differently. And so that right. goes against the narrative of what people say. And and we we don't always get to see um the fruit of what we're putting in or what God's having us do. We may be the, the, the seed sower. We may be the harvester. We may be all the stages in between. We may not be able to see them get saved someday in heaven, until we get to heaven. But, um, you know, I, I just have to remind myself that, like, okay, well, maybe I was that example for them. And God had me in that job for a reason at that time, all the various jobs I have, so that I could be that example. And, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And now right. my husband and I are married and we're able to serve together. And if you had told me 20 years ago that I'd be here right now, you know, serving in my church deacons, I was like, I didn't even know what a deacon was 20 years ago. I was like, even as a Christian, I'm like, what's a deacon? What do they do? <laughs> um, it's just, I, I'm, uh, I'm humbled that God's putting, um, you know, these things to these people in my life to, to help. And, um, I just, I don't know. It's just amazing, um, to watch what God has, um, has done and what he has in store. And, and now here we are.
0: That's fantastic. And I know, um, I, I, I know that God has done amazing things and, like, this this lady is a powerful, powerful Christian. Um, I've seen you talk about the Lord from the stage, and um, the, absolutely his presence is evident in everything you do. Um, I want to take a little time to talk about a project that you're working on
1: for your women's ministry,
0: yes. your church. Did you want to talk a little bit about
1: that? <laughs> yeah. So our church, uh, they put on amazing events. Um, for the ladies, these ladies go all out with the g- decor. It's like it's like you're walking into a wedding. It's beautiful, um, but we're so we're doing a women's conference for our church, Southern Hills, in Las Vegas, and it is September 16th. It's called the Explore okay. Women's Conference, and it's essentially about navigating life's jungle. The theme is explore, and there's gonna be, it's all jungle themed. So the message is navigating life's jungle. And embracing inner peace. So we go through so much conflict with bitterness, um, chaos, overwhelm, things in our life um, that we're struggling with, and we, we don't have peace. And so it's like kind of like these mm-hmm. lines are in the way in, the, in our jungle of life, right? And we've got to get to the right. root of it. That's the first thing. The root is God, and that's the root. And other things that we need to, to get to the problem And then there's also the vines in the way. So as we walk through this jungle, we're constantly going to have to be knocking down these vines, right, so that God can get to our heart. And so on this path, this journey through the jungle of life is the messaging. And it's pretty cool. Um, We've got an amazing speaker, um, Charity Berkey. um, She comes out of Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited. So September 16th this um this year nine a m and you can go to inspireladies dot com to check that out uh oh I think we just lost you again nine a m to win it's uh it's at nine am and you can get tickets at inspireladies dot com dot com I'm excited actually um I'm gonna
0: get to be there um I get to yes. do a couple Belisa of breakout
3: speaking
0: yes so I'm, I've actually already started preparing my talk for that. Um, so we'll be talking about things like uh, how, how to study the Bible, right? And um, how to approach ministry as a lady. That's important.
5: And honestly, I, I was going to be like, so if any of you want to see my mom, then she'll be there. And I'm like, wait, I'm not sure what percentages of our listeners actually live in Vegas one show we had some people who were living like on the side of a river in Washington. So, okay, so there, there are be living anywhere, but I will say, I think that we have a,
0: a good percentage of people who are here in Vegas. So, yeah. um, but you can also travel to, a mostly conference. from your
5: billions of friends that you have. And
0: billions here. of friends, she says. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to be there. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing event. I can't wait to hear your keynote speaker and to see the jungle that you are surely putting together. <laughs> and I think that's true. I think that it is kind of, it, it does feel like we're we're in this jungle trying to live, right? There's, man, I think it's like, it's a perfect description of adulting. Like, you right. wake up every day and then it's always difficult. There's always difficult it's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily torturous, but it's just that little extra piece of difficult that would be trying to navigate through a jungle and having to cut down those vines and watch those those uh, roots, right? But all the while we're still ambassadors for Jesus and trying to, to do that well. Um, so, yeah, I'm very much, very much looking forward to that. Um Priscilla, how do you feel like um, your relationship with Jesus has affected your previous relationships? Like, I can totally hear, and I I know James is such a good guy,
3: um,
0: and I know he was really um, a gift to you. and You're a gift to him. You guys clearly treasure each other. Um, But how about your uh, relationships that you had before you became a Christian? not just with your, your fellow dancers, but with your family? Like, how did Jesus' impact in your life change those?
1: That's a great question. So definitely I had to evaluate um, the the friends I kept um, close to me, I should say. Um, I had mm-hmm. to pray about who God was, you know, because there's that difference between, you know, You've got to, it's a fine line of, you know, participating in the sin or getting too close to it for the sake of acceptance, right? So it's like, oh, I accept you. I love you. I don't, I don't, not, I'm not okay with your sin. You know, I don't accept that, but I accept you and I'm supposed to be loving towards you. So it's it's like this, um, it's this struggle because you want to be loving and forgiving and not hateful, but. But then you also want to be careful not to get too close to simple to simple behavior. And so yeah. It was it was difficult to do that. Um, there's certain friends that I had to just I have to kind of keep that at arm's length. And from time to time I still invite them to church and I still um you know, I still pray for them, I still tell them I'm thinking about you and I love you. Um, I just had to be careful because some of their activities they did, you know, they're clubbing and partying, and it's just not my life anymore. That's not what I want to be doing, and uh, I don't want to be influenced by that either. And so it was it was difficult, um, but God brought so many more people into my life as well. Um, and there's only so much time in the day, Felicia, for friends. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I I, I, so I, I mean, know Joe struggles too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, at um, some point it's so, pajama time at
1: home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I know like to just understand where I needed to put my time, who I needed to put my time in, um, and there's certain people he puts on my heart continually. And I I don't know, It's like when the pastor talks about, you know, someone's going to, God's putting someone on your heart right now to invite. It's always the same three people for me. And it brings me to tears every time I think about it. And two of those people have gotten saved in the last two years, which is amazing because I pray for them every week. I want to say every day. I try, but I don't. I'm going to be honest. It's not every day. but at least weekly I pray for these people and that are at arm's length. They may be at a distance, but I was still able to pray for them and still invite them and still be that influence like I was talking about earlier.
0: Excellent. Well, and I know, I I think the reason why I thought about that was because I know that um, my husband Joe, who you know, had a major lifestyle change when he came to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. just, just a lot of things changed and and that was so difficult for him. I think, um, more than changing personally was, was learning that there were some friends that it wasn't necessarily healthy for him to be with all the time as much as he loved them yeah. and having kind of changed that circle and, and how his family dynamic, his, his family relationships changed. Um, because the fact that, um, Some of them just still had some crazy lifestyles, and some of them uh, were driving forces and pain in his life, and he had to learn to forgive, so it was a big deal. Um, Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your testimony. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and cut cut to commercial break, and then we'll have some time for Q&A afterwards. Does that sound okay? Q&A. So, guys, get ready with your telephones, get ready with your chat Uh, if you want to call in, ask a question of Priscilla or myself or Cross. Uh, We're ready to answer your questions and we have some questions from the Bible study. So we'll see you in just a couple minutes, okay?
3: Did you know that every time you swipe your debit card, those behind-the-scenes transaction fees make the big banks even richer? In 2016 alone, these fees added up to $60 billion. Yes, that's billion with a B. Well, what if there was a way to have the convenience of a debit card, but reroute those fees from the banksters to organizations actually doing good in the world? Organizations that protect the environment or feed hungry children? What if your swipes could literally change the world? Well, Groundswell SPC has found a way to do just that. We've designed a Visa debit card program that shares transaction fees with your favorite cause. Groundswell partners with nonprofit organizations that promote the card to their supporters. Their supporters then use the card to power the mission of the nonprofit. It's a win-win-win for everyone, except the big banks, of course. Groundswell is about to launch its first cards into market, and we're inviting you to be part of this movement as an investor in the company. Go to wefunder.com backslash Groundswell card to learn more. Set up a free WeFunder account and invest in groundswell today and get your money on mission
4: of all the grounding studies the one that really got our attention is called electric grounding improves vagal tone in preterm infants in the study 26 premature babies in an NICU were connected to grounding wires the heart rates of the grounded infants stabilized and their vagal tone a critical measure of infant health increased by 67% with grounding.
2: The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, health care providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided.
4: We all know that times are tough, And things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get the free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light, and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty.com. All
5: right, welcome back, Dynamos.
0: This is your host for Dynamo. Dynamic Word Bible I Study. Like that. You like
5: that? We are Dynamos. <laughs> yeah, there's 2,000 people listening to the show. Dynamos. Dynamos. Dynamo. Dynamo. Anyway, uh, this Sounds is... Sounds like a sidekick. Holy guacamole, Dynamo. Sorry. <laughs> This is your host, Felicia DeRozier,
0: my amazing co-host Cross, and sidekick. A. A. Dynamo. Cross <laughs> Di- Dynamo. Uh, and then we've got our special guest, Priscilla Feiffer, yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: who probably wasn't <laughs> aware that we were quite as weird as we are. <laughs> <laughs> so now is a part of the show that you guys have been waiting for. Maybe you haven't been. Maybe I have been. I don't know.
5: Um, There's another
0: hostage. We're having fun, though. Right. We're having a good time.
5: <laughs> right.
0: There's another hostage. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So
5: uh, let's, let's go ahead and give that call-in number. What is it? Do you remember? Three one nine five two seven six two zero eight. That's three one nine five two seven six two zero eight. Press 1 if you want
0: to talk to us. That's right. And we have our chat room open. You know, I actually heard somewhere that repeating the phone number twice on messages is a Gen X thing. That makes me old.
5: I mean, I just do it the way you do it. I know, but that's because you're a homeschooler. I mean, my Gen Z reflex just to say it once, but like,
0: okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. Not old.
5: So that dates back.
0: That dates back to when we (laughs) used to, we used to have these things called message machines, right?
5: The message machine. You had a
0: machine hooked up to your phone that would answer the phone call, if you weren't home, or if you, or the truth is for those of us who are, who are a little bit Is older.
5: <laughs> um,
0: so for those of us, if we, we didn't have caller ID, so we didn't know who was calling and we didn't want to answer for certain people. Um, and so we would wait until the answer machine picked up. And when the person started to leave a message, if it was someone we wanted to talk to, we'd pick it up. Mm-hmm. But the message always, um, if if someone really wasn't home and you had to leave a message, you always left your number twice because it didn't have caller ID and you wanted to make sure that they had enough time to be able to write it down properly without having to replay the message. That was a courtesy back in the day. Ah. So we always used to leave our message. We would repeat it, repeat our number twice. Now you don't really even have to give the number because they have it, right? Right. So,
1: all and right. So, anyway. Time and day you called. <laughs> it's right, Tuesday right, right. <laughs>
0: Exactly, um, because sometimes that could make a big difference if it was a time-sensitive message, right? Um, or if you were broken down somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe by the time they got the message, you were rescued two days ago. But there you go. Um, so let's 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 ask some questions about this Bible study here. What does God ask us to, ch- or why does God ch- to change our habits and ways once we are saved?
1: I'll
0: oh, let someone else like, answer that. What? You know, let someone else
1: answer
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Why does God ask us to change our habits and our ways once we're saved?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of like um when I was talking about earlier with, you know, being that example for people because if you look like the world, then how do you stand out? I mean, you're not we're not supposed to be of the world, right? And so we're right. supposed to look different. We're supposed to respond differently. We're supposed to um be more loving and more and more kind and less hateful and more forgiving. And so um we need to look different. That's the basis of it.
0: Right, right, right. And and I think there's also that whole component of like Jesus finished his job, but the mission's not done. Like he is over there uh, sitting at the right hand of the Father, he finished his part, and now it's time for us to get in and get our hands dirty. And if we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we got to look a lot like Him, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I can't be. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't know about you. Maybe you were nicer before you were saved than I was.
1: <laughs> no.
0: But I, I can't be doing the the work of the hands and feet of Jesus, looking like I was. That was it. Was not a pretty picture. You know, so uh, I definitely need to look more and more like Jesus in order to really complete the mission that He has for us. Um, yeah. And that is that, you know, I was, I I was a hungry peasant, and I found a good meal, and I'm trying to find the other hungry pre- peasants and share it with them, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? Do you have anything to
1: add there, buddy? Nope, no. Uh, let's see here. I think another part of that, too, is the, the sacrifices we make um, of our time, of our offerings. Um, that's showing discipline to God, like showing him, you know, giving of our time to him. Um, and he knows, obviously, the heart of that. If we're doing it as like a um, checklist thing or if it's actually from a heart to worship him. And so I think right. that that's a big part of it too. Is that God's seeing you, you know, putting in your time and your um, for people, for for the church um, the, through through tithing? Um, are you making the sacrifices? Because it's easier not to do, right, than it is to do.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I think it is, and I think that um, I, I think that some are some of the sacrifices we make are scarier than others, but, uh, we're supposed to be one in fellowship with Christ in his suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't really, I don't know if we really know what that means in the West. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, right. the small sacrifices that we make, um, compared to some of the places in the world where, where people are literally one with Christ, in their suffering in their death or in their torture. Right. Um, but to the component that we can participate in that in the West uh, we should be because that's just all part of, of, of being a part of God's mission. Like if you think about it, it the, the concept of Jesus having been one with the Father as, as the word, ever existent in heaven, honored as God, um, and wanting to come down and and write a love letter with his life here on earth, um, that that is appealing. But the greatest appeal is the suffering that he went through in order to be with us. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's one thing to say that, that God left heaven to come to earth to experience life as a human so that he could live with you for forever. But it's a totally different thing when you say he would rather die than live forever without you. Like, it it brings on a whole other component. And so in order to adequately be a picture of Christ and his suffering, um, we have to be willing to experience some hard things. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: So, um, you know, and and me in my BC self, right, before Christ, wouldn't have wanted to (laughs) experience all those hard things. Like, just being honest. Me and and my AD self. Sometimes I don't but um but regardless that's what God calls us to, so that we can be a, perf- a a picture of Christ to the world, um and somehow through our actions draw people to him. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's all that. All of, it. all of it, all of it, girl, all of it. Fabulous. That was that was amazing answer to that question there for you. Um so how about what, what practical you alright everybody? Yeah, he's okay. All right. Um what practical ways can you demonstrate your love for God towards him? I mean, for me, this question is really about taking time to to pray and be like, "Hey God, you know, what what do you want me to do today?" And and, and um being very conscious of being led by him. You know, um prayer is huge. Uh, worship is huge spending time in the word is huge um, and being really thoughtful and cognizant of that what do you think how can you show yeah. God you uh, I don't
5: know by being, kind. by being kind to others by being kind to others
0: okay that's a good idea right so you, so you serve in God's ministry right
1: um yeah and absolutely what you're saying I, about um serving where god's leading you uh one fun example is that you know i was i was kind of hopping around because i wanted to serve at the church so i'm like okay where do i help i don't know where god wants me and um i was helping to the bookstore doing different different odd and, and things and um and i had one of the pastor's wives um approached me and asked me if I would teach um, the five- and six-year-olds. And Felicia knows that I'm not a kid person. (laughs) I'm not. Some people are just naturals. They just, when they're around kids, and I could probably handle one or two, but a room of kids, I'm like, why is she asking me, of all the ladies in the church, why is she asking me to teach this? And, And I was like, I don't know if I'm equipped for that and she's like no I'll help you and and so she I, I prayed about it and I'm like okay let's let's do this God all right let's do it and I ended up loving it Felicia I loved it right. um, it's absolutely deep in my relationship with Christ and it it helped me to also because I was learning how to teach the Bible stories and God's love in in the childlike way and you did, not a child oh i think
0: we lost you again Yeah, have
1: can you hear me now hello yeah oh there yeah. we are where did i leave off childlike way <laughs> oh that child you're learning uh, and, and we're and we're supposed to have a childlike faith anyway um i think sometimes when we explain Jesus to a you know, an adult, we overcomplicate it, right? <laughs> it's really
2: simple. Right, right.
1: right. God didn't make it we're not supposed to you know, teach them the whole Bible for them to understand it. Um, and so that actually taught me, okay, if I can teach this to a five year old how to understand it, how much better am I equipped to teach it to an adult? Because it's the same right. teaching, right? <laughs> It is indeed, um, and so I'll, I'll tell you. Go ahead, keep going. Oh yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. But it's it's pretty cool because God's gonna lead you in places that you you don't feel equipped for, um, that you don't feel like you fit. But God has a plan, for, and you got it. He had a plan for that, and I did it for a couple years, and I love doing it. But um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say is that just sometimes God's gonna not only put on your heart, but maybe put on other people's hearts to bring you to um to lead in certain areas, to um to serve, to do all sorts of things that are like, okay, well let me pray about this but I've been praying about it and maybe this is the this is the answer to the prayer. Somebody else is approaching you for it, right? <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Yes. No, and I had a very similar situation we had this week. Now I I love I love kids. Okay. I really do. <clears throat> but my very favorite age is teenage years, preteen and teenage years. Um, Hmm. All the ones that people are like, oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Um, I like it when they're old enough to smart off because they're also old enough to reason, Uh, and and we can get really thoughtful about uh, what we're talking about. So I love teenagers. And um, we did just get back from camp. When I say we, I mean I went too. Um, And I'm not in shape for camp. Uh, I actually dislocated my knee on the trip. Uh, it was crazy. You
5: know what she was doing? She wasn't jumping up. She was walking.
0: I was, I was walking. I was, I was kind of swaying during worship and it just went out. It was just done. But, um, no, (laughs) but I loved going up there with the teenagers. Um, but what was crazy about it wasn't like, I would have said yes to this opportunity to serve anytime, anywhere. Like they asked the right person. The answer was always going to be yes, okay, Um, because I know that I adore teenagers, uh, but they did actually ask me um, on Friday night. I got the message at 530 when I got off of work, so they may have asked me slightly earlier than that, Um, and we left Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. So the turnaround time on that decision was tight for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, and they're like, you don't have to feel pressured. And I was like, you, you've asked the right person because I, I, I'm not sure what the circumstance would have to be for me to say no to this. Like, I'm going. If you want to be there, I'm going. Like
5: someone was dying.
0: Right, right, right. Like, like it would have to be a pretty dire circumstance for me to say no. And,
5: and when she dislocated her knee. I made a joke that you really liked. <laughs> it's like your knee is rolling a 20 side dice to decide how many months it's gonna work for. Right, right, right. It's gonna work for two months. Okay, right. Priscilla understands this. She was a former
0: dancer, right?
5: I was a dancer. <laughs> so I was a
0: dancer. <laughs> right. My my yes. My knee just goes out at will. We 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 tape it up and we keep moving. Right. Um, yes. So it. it
5: Yes, <laughs> and she's like, should we take? Did you your hear first? her? She says yes. Okay, she understands. She, uh so uh came here. she's like, should we take you to first aid? And she's like, no. no. She takes it up, puts the ice on it, kept moving. I'm good. I'm good. We've got this. Shake it, it off. Show must go on, Felicia.
0: <laughs> show must go on. Indeed, indeed. I was like, I might not sit on the ground anymore. You might have to get me a chair, <laughs> but otherwise, oh. we are okay. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of practical ways can we think of guys that we can demonstrate our love for God towards other Christians?
5: Uh, reflecting Jesus' character. Yeah. Can you give me something specific about that? That's really
0: where I was thinking. Um, but I had something a little specific in my, I know you're going to hide. Okay. So let me tell you, I find this, I find that it is easier to be hurt frustrated, insulted, um, offended by other Christians than by non-Christians true because if you're we, like
5: come on you're, you're supposed to, right <laughs> you're supposed to be on my side
0: right we, we think to ourselves all the time you're supposed to be a Christian you're supposed to act like I think Christians act you're
5: supposed to take my side every time mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right 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 we're Like we're on the same team folks like why are you treating me this way? And so it feels like the offense, which if it was a non-Christian, would would be here and gone. I think that we have a tendency to be more offended when it's a Christian that's offended us. And Hmm. I think that we have to add that extra layer of forgiveness and compassion and mercy and kindness, knowing that, yeah, we're all Christians, but we're all still works in progress and, God's not done with me yet. He's not done with any of us yet. But he promises that in the end, he will bring that work to completion, right?
2: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm going to say. Serve each other, love each other in the state that we're in, knowing that there's this right now but someday component. Right now we're Christians and someday we'll be perfected, but in the middle of all that we're still Saints that sin once in a while, and and sometimes that hurts other people. Yeah, wow. yeah.
5: Is that it? of goes. that from that verse? Not sinners who can be saints once in a while, where saints who occasionally sin. No, that's so.
0: That's not, that's not a verse. I think that a lot of people will say things like, I, "I'm I'm just a sinner saved by grace," and I and I often argue myself. No, 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 no. You were once a sinner saved by grace. For a moment in time, a flash in all of eternity, you were a sinner saved by grace. But now God calls you a saint, and you sometimes sin. And it matters Mm -hmm. on what you align your identity with. Am I going to align my identity with this this weak sinner who continues to come broken to God? Or am I standing in who God's made me to be, understanding that I'm not finished yet, I'm not completed yet, I'm not perfected yet, but God sees me as a saint? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a whole different approach, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: uh, Priscilla, do you have something to share there? I Along what you just, we go back to the identity thing, you know, it's like you identify as a sinner. You know, are you, are you living in that? You know, that can also in your mind and i don't think that's a healthy way to live where you're viewing yourself yes we are sinners we sin every day but is that your identity like why you know what i mean and so i I, um i agree with what you said um i don't know if i'm eloquently uh communicating that correctly um i also think about um this kind of goes off in a different tangent but it makes me think about um one way with Christian friends, I think sometimes, I'll give you an example. A friend of mine that's a new Christian, um, she's going through something rough, and she's like, I don't want to go to church because I don't want to put on a face and act like everything's okay. And I said, well, this is the place to not be okay. This is the place to do that, and that's the enemy, 100%, trying to prevent her going to church, putting these thoughts in her head that she's got to put on a face. And um, if you got to put on a face to go to your church, you're probably at the right wrong church, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But it's like I've noticed that when I'm able to open up, when I when I'm vulnerable to friends at church, it tends to open them up more. So I'm a little bit yeah. more open with like, hey, how are you doing today? You know, on a Sunday morning, um, I'd be like, you know what? Not great. You know, could you pray for me? Um, sometimes I go into specifics, sometimes I don't. But I I notice that that's contagious. When you do that, yes. it kind of opens the door for other people when they are going through something like um, and not just me, but it it opens that environment at when we we're at church with our brothers and sisters to be that person that you that they can lean on we are supposed to lean on each other, right? As a brother and sisters and 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 I think this perception that we've got to put this, you know, um buttoned up, um, big smile on our face at church, um, perception to people is isn't good. And that's just the enemy wanting us to try to do with it on our own. You know, just do I do myself type thing, you know, like a two year old would say, I do myself <laughs> I do. Um, right, right. You need God you need, you need, like, the people around you to um, at church. You need your brothers and sisters to help you through it, right, to pray through right. it. Right, I
0: agree 100%. Um, so we've got, like, one minute. So I'm going to throw this question out real quick, and we'll give real short answers on this one. Okay, ready? So I'm
5: probably going to answer it. Uh,
0: what practical ways can you demonstrate your love for God in how you treat those who hate you or seek to hurt you? Oof. Um <laughs> he says, "Oof, I'm I'm gonna go with pray that God lets you see them the way he sees them.
5: Amen. Um, I don't really have enemies per se. Praise
0: God. <laughs> Keep but, that in your back pocket for some day when you do.
5: Like I just have non-favorite people.
0: Non-favorite people. Okay, we'll call them non-favorite people. How can how can you be good to them? Um,
5: patience. Patience. That's something kindness. I struggle with. Okay. Patience.
0: Okay.
1: And Priscilla, what you got on that one? I I like patience. I like patience and kindness, forgiveness.
0: Right. All the fruits <laughs> of the spirit: patience, okay, yeah. patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Self control. I've missed something, sure. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, the fruits of the spirit. We're gonna ask God to work through us basically. Right? And that's yeah. and that's it for our gentleness. show today. And gentleness, that's the one. That's the one. So, um <laughs> that's it for our show today, guys. Great job. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Wow. But Priscilla, I'm so thankful that you were here with us today. You shared an awesome testimony. That was awesome. I can't wait for that women's conference. Can you tell us one more time where we can get
1: tickets? Yes. Go to InspireLadies.com, dot com, and I hope to see you there. I will be there, but I hope to see some of our guests
0: there. And cross, you'll you'll be missing it because you're not a lady. I
5: mean, that's <laughs> a legitimate reason to be missing it. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a
0: wonderful, blessed week, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.